Women Bridging the Gap is a freewheeling conversation co-hosted by Lenya Wilson and myself, Alexandra Detalia. Listen to our conversations while we discuss race and womanhood at the hearth level. We really need to say how Brennan is a part of the WBG family and that we're so Thank glad you. that he's on at this moment, right? Because now it's the whole family talking. Yeah, yeah. This is this is great to finally be on. I appreciate I appreciate being a part. <laughs> we're finally seeing Brendan's like face, like yes. live. Well, because your photo <laughs> on our website has a mask. Oh yes, yeah, yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I gotta say, when we first like met you, I was like, okay, but now like I just can't <laughs> see his face at all. Like I have no idea who this person is. <laughs> and you're not I didn't think about that. on yeah. social media, so it's not like this. Not really, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I just deleted my Facebook entirely. All the pages that I had been affiliated with, all of my Facebook, all my Instagram. I still have a Twitter that I check in with occasionally and Reddit. But otherwise, I watched this social dilemma, social on, dilemma. on Netflix. Social dilemma, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was that was kind of the that was kind of the tipping point of like, OK, I'm just done. I'm done. I, I don't like the I don't like being tracked everywhere. I don't like seeing the same ads everywhere and. I have bought stuff from Facebook ads and they have been actually kind of great, <laughs> but no, <laughs> let's talk about how useful it is. It, yeah. it, they are useful. However, yeah. here's yeah. The, okay. Going through menopause. Like I did research a whole bunch of that stuff. So all I get is, you know, lose that menopause belly fat, have menopause mm-hmm. anxiety. And mm-hmm. then I, I bought a, a planner for 2021. So now it's all like menopause and planning things. <laughs> Meanwhile, I have a, a friend who put a picture up of, she's like, I've been wanting to get this and it's some sexy lingerie. She's like, this ad came up and I think I'm going to buy it. And I was like, you're getting, <laughs> you're getting negligee ads like on Facebook. And it was just like my head exploded. Cause I was like, what are your search terms? My search terms, like uh-huh. what is Alexa overhearing it, uh, it's a, it's absurd and I'm, now I'm just jealous so now hopefully even in this zoom thing lingerie I want to just see what comes up <laughs> well I get savage Fenty lingerie but see you know what after watching social dilemma all I did was I went into all of my apps and I went into Siri and I just cut the microphone and the camera and everything's changed change now the only way that they can get what you know sort of serve my purpose as far as like ads is through my search history right Mm -hmm. and so my search history is pretty innocuous it's like all formula one (laughs) it's all formula one or at the moment swell bottles because i'm uh i have to get like a new um, okay, you seriously know if they had to do in the data from just your search terms, they're saying, okay, who do we think this person is? And they're going to say, like, some white dude in the South. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, but before that, on Facebook, I would get Savage, Fenty, and all kinds of fashion stuff. It was always fashion. I mean, I still kind of get some fashion stuff at the moment because I am shopping for my, like, winter wardrobe. But like so stupid it's so stupid mm-hmm. i mean i keep it for the podcast now facebook i can't sure yeah. yeah i like facebook groups though that was the hardest part to leave like I, i'm in some groups for like different t- record labels and and stuff like that that i like to follow but i found other communities that i could easily get it a part of like discord and stuff facebook it's facebook and twitter it's just so easy to just infinitely scroll and i got really tired of that i got so burned out of it 
especially with the, the K-hole. Yeah. The K-hole? The K-hole. Ketamine. Oh, the ketamine. <laughs> I know. I have all the drug references. Everybody's like, what? What is wrong with you? Lenya. I thought that was, uh, I thought that was um, because you're clicking on a link. Because if you if you Apple K something, you're creating a hyperlink. I always oh. thought it was. Oh, no, exactly. it's, it's a ketamine oh. reference. Okay. <laughs> well, special okay. horse tranquilizer that in Australia mm. is used as a party drug. Yeah. Okay, my dad okay. listens to this. Everybody, we don't do we do not do special K. We're not going to put this on. We're just we haven't even. <laughs> oh, we might put this yet. on. This yeah, this will go funny. in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the trailer. Ketamine. <laughs> special K. I love how, you know, well, this is going to bring us to our election issue in a weird, yes, weird way or election. I said issue because I'm so in writer mode or election episode. So welcome to our election episode, everybody. First thing we're going to do is introduce our entire family, which you've met Lenya and you've met me and there's only one other person in the family. And right now, and that's Brendan and God damn it, I only know it's like Brendan, it's Podcast Advocate Network. I have no idea what your last name is. We've been working together for six months. Hutchins. <laughs> Brendan Hutchins. <laughs> nice to meet you both. <laughs> I did know that. Who is our fearless editor? He takes out all of our and And right now you're just gonna hear and takes out all of our and <laughs> yeah, exactly. All those. And also I make him take out all my actuallys because I do abuse that word. And I abuse right, which you seem to take out for me, Alex. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. So uh, he is our fearless editor and we're here. We're going to talk about the election. But before we check in, like, let's find out a little bit about who Brendan is. So Brendan, just tell us like cultural background, where you're living because you're not in LA, LA no. with us. Yeah. Pacific Coaster, though. I'm in Portland, Oregon born and raised. I'm a straight cis white male, <laughs> 35. Okay, uh, that's why we actually, loved him because okay. that's what he wrote. That's what he wrote <laughs> in his email to us. I, I say I say straight because it's the easy answer. I'm really pansexual and that's kind of where the the pan of of my company Podcast Advocate Network that's that was part of the tie-in is that it's supposed to be inclusive. This isn't a sexual podcast, but like I, I prefer going more straight, but I'm open to whatever. Anyways, let's see what else about me is interesting. Oh, I'm um, an interior residential remodeler. So my my day job, I created a company called Rockstar Remodel, where I, I remodel people's kitchens, baths, tile. Soundproofing is a big thing. I'm actually I have a degree in audio engineering. So I tried to bring that audio aspect into my work as a remodeler. So I build people's uh, home studios and, you know, soundproof rooms and that kind of stuff and do a lot of basement remodels. And I've been doing that for about like 10 years or so. And the whole time I've been remodeling, I just have noise isolating earbuds in to protect my ears and I'm listening to podcasts. So for 10 hours a day, I'm listening to podcasts. I actually tracked it a few times um, because I listen at 1.8 speed typically and with smart speed on, which is like a feature that cuts out the silences, like silence gaps automatically. And so I would listen to about 24 episodes a day. Jesus. Yeah. For like seven plus years. Because I was so obsessed with podcasts, I decided to put my audio engineering degree to work and start 
making them myself and producing other people's. And, and so that's where Pan was born. Well, I love that. I mean, so also, like, how long have podcasts been around? I mean, you've basically been then listening since early days. Uh, I I was not actually. I I when I started listening to podcasts, I felt like I was already late to the game. Two thousand seven is when I started listening to them. They've been around before that since the early two thousands. I mean, my partner is an early early listener. Like he's been yeah. listening to podcasts for easily fifteen years. I think like nice. ever. Well, even like that very beginning when. I don't really, I don't know the history of podcasting, but there was that uh, that concept when the NPR shows were then just available to download. So it was before mm-hmm. there were, so he was listening to This American Life via iTunes, mm-hmm. like it, before there was really anything that anybody was talking about podcasts. So I'm not sure, but he's been doing it forever and he always has his earbuds in. Yeah, always. Well, full disclosure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only just started listening to podcasts during the pandemic. Oh, nice. <laughs> what, what got you into it? What, what was your start? I, I started wanting to know more about Formula One and there's all these like really great podcasts. Cause you so know, a niche. yeah. And so I started listening to these Formula One podcasts and then I, I discovered Amanda Seals, Small Doses and then and Wildly Tarot. And then now I'm like hooked. I have nice. like 10 nice. that I listen to regularly nice i started with wanting to know more apple news and so like tech news and stuff and i'd started right before the iphone had come out right before the second iphone the 3g right before that came out i bought my first iphone and i was so excited and then the the 3g came out and then i was like how like i I, because i wasn't following rumors or anything at all and at that point you know iphone didn't have a set one year release schedule. So I didn't know there was going to be a new one or anything. And so then I got obsessed with Apple rumors. Like I had to follow all the rumor sites. I'm like, I don't want to ever be made obsolete the day after my purchase ever again. So I'm going to always follow everything. And uh, it's, it's helped actually. I love that. I love that. It is just Eric actually listens to people talking about gaming Mm-hmm. And we've driven to, to Phoenix, you know, to see our friends. And he just puts that podcast on. And it really is just three or four people talking about the minutia mm-hmm. of specific video games that you mm-hmm. you don't, I don't know anything about. I mean, I, I love, I do play, I am a gamer, but I was like, what, how is this interesting? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just, it's comforting. Yeah, for sure. Okay. This is a whole new level. Yeah. of podcasting that I that I'm not quite ready to get into yet. <laughs> Some of my favorites are uh live action role playing games. So when they're playing like a D&D campaign or or something like that and they're acting out on the on the podcast. Those are some of my favorites. Oh wow. I might have to check that out. You know, I've always Oh, I've... The Adventure Zone. That's that's the one to check out. The Adventure Zone. Okay, The Adventure Zone. I'll check it out. I've it's always really wanted to be a D&D person. Mm-hmm. And just because I'm just, I'm such a 14-year-old boy. In that a, is so up your alley, Alex. I know, but I just <laughs> didn't do it as a child. And like at 35, when I decided it was okay to be a 14-year-old boy, I started playing video games. I kind of skipped right over D&D and, and went right to the Elder Scrolls. And Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. So 
<laughs> I have, I really want my character's um, name tattooed on me, but like people start to think I'm nuts. Like they're like, really? Oh. I was like, I am so close yeah. to that character. Like he's my, Arrow is my alter ego. Get it, nice. uh, get it tattooed. Definitely do it. When do the it. pandemic ends, I'll go in for a tattoo. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's like, I'm not doing it now. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so what is it like? Tell us what it's like in Portland right now. Like, mm. so, because as with the news today, you know, there were fires and then we stopped hearing anything at all. Yeah. Protests and then nothing at all. What's going on? Right now, it's pretty calm. <laughs> There's not too much to report. The protests are still going on. There's still nightly meetups and events and vigils. Oh, uh, not scoffing at the vigils, but that we have to do them. And there's a really great Instagram. I think it's pdx.blm.events or something like that. Every day, either one or multiple multi-page <laughs> lists of all the things that are going on in Portland. And it's always, it's always like 20 or 30 events. I went for the first like three months from George Floyd after was down there almost every night, usually like giving out supplies as much as I possibly could. But I got really burnt out of it going down all the time and and also following along on Twitter because I was trying to stay up to date with because because everything was so decentralized. There was no leader. There was no funnel for information. I tried to spread out my knowledge, what was coming into me through through different social media feeds as much as possible. And it was getting so much conflicting. Like there was a lot of infighting. There was a lot of like, this is how we have to do it. No, this is how we have to do it. And at, at first that really burnt me out. And then I came to peace with it, getting to the understanding where that infighting is kind of essential because like it's allowing the the people who need to speak to speak and everybody gets a voice. So your question about like present day, there's still activity, but it's very it's it's always been very contained in its in each of its little zones. They're usually in parks. Sometimes they're down on the street in front of the Justice Center in downtown Portland. And and that's just like a two block area where there's actually a park that is just right in front of the Justice Center. And it's it's so it's so contained and so small. Even though there was thousands of people out, it was still just in like two blocks area or from there walking to the waterfront and the local and national news would make it seem like it was this big thing where there's like fires and violence and, and everything. And it was just, it was all the cops throwing tear gas and putting up barricades that people would get mad were there. And the, the infighting between the cops and the feds and the mayor's office, like that would take days to, to go through. But yeah, like now it's just it's just a, a sustained effort. Otherwise, there's not there's not really any big news and events happening. It's just people still out there saying this isn't good enough. Yeah, well, that's good. I'm glad that that is still in the forefront. I feel like it has. There are still small pockets here where things are happening, and I see it on social media. And I know we're still doing the protest every week at the DA's house to try to oust the DA. But it doesn't, because especially LA is so diffuse over mm -hmm. so, so much mm -hmm. land. Like I actually, I don't really know what's going on in Santa Monica or anything mm -hmm. at this point in time. I, I just don't know. 
I follow the BLM events here in Los Angeles, and there's, there's always something going on. I mean, it's still quite active. A lot of the Hollywood celebrities are really pushing to protest against having police on sets. This is a big drive at the moment, and, and, and it's part of getting Jackie Lacey out. And, you know, so there's still stuff going on here. I know there's stuff going on in New York. I mean, it's still happening. It's just not in the news cycle at the moment. The news cycle right now is election election and the virus because the virus is steering the election. That's why this episode is so important with what's going on. Yeah, well, speaking of election, have you voted yet, Brendan? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I voted uh, a week and a half ago, I think, just from my couch. Then I took it over to the library and it within... Within the day, I got an email from Multnomah County, my, my county, saying that they had received and accepted my ballot, and it was just so easy. I just made <laughs> for mine to be accepted, and I put it in the library. But it's it's it took a week, but it happened, so I'm just happy. Yeah, well, that's yeah good. <laughs> mine too. I mean, we yeah. don't get. I didn't check to get an email or get told that it was accepted, but I you can go online and check, and it was really easy. And I did the same thing. I I. I got it. I pretty much did it within two days, walked to the library, put it in the ballot box. And I was like, why haven't they done this? Like this, it's a really good system. I mean, I'm all for using the post office, but this system makes it feel a little special. Everybody does the selfie with the little mail slot. I I like it. It's a nice, it's a nice system. My sister has been working the polls in Wisconsin for I don't know, like two weeks now. Oh, and wow. different system. It, yeah. Early. It's going really well. And she says, oh, like, like, she feels she hates that she's like, I can't wear blue. I can't, well, you can, nobody can wear red. Nobody can wear blue. You can't talk about anything, even though a couple of times somebody was wearing a mask that said, like, Biden. And her daughter, who was voting for the first time, who was 18, was having a hard time voting or something. And and Candace, my sister said, oh, you know, don't like, I don't need to know who you're voting for. She's like, I'm not ashamed of who I'm voting for. And she looked like Candace points to her mother and said, yes, I don't think you have any reason to be ashamed. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, here in LA, you're not allowed to wear, like, we're not, we're not allowed. Like I'm working the polls starting tomorrow. Oh, nice. Yeah. So believe it or not, though, the, this universal male voting not that it's caused a problem, but they've worked it out really, really well. But because every single resident in California got a mail-in ballot, if you are coming to the polls to cast a ballot, then there's like three extra steps because you have a ballot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Extra steps that we have to do. But I mean, that's fine. I'm I'm ready. I've had like nine hours of training. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... It's it starts tomorrow. Uh, Are you wearing your mask and your like yeah, shield? They're giving us face shields, but I'm wearing a mask. Uh, just a, a side note to let you get to, to let you on some funny, but it's not funny, but funny. I started not feeling great about. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, this is so. Five days ago, I have not come into contact with anyone with COVID. So this is so weird that I would even freak out in this way. But I, I wear a whoop and it tells me my respiratory rate, how I'm recovering, like, you know, because I keep really a little bit an anal about my stats. 
And so I, I could see that my body was declining in like, you know, recovery. And I'm going, oh my God, I've got the COVID. I was, and I'm like, I haven't even been around anyone. With, what is wrong with me? And I call my doctor. Like, and they're like, well, if you feel like you have COVID, you have to go to the urgent care and get a test. Shane's like, you have allergies. It's a bad allergy day. It is Calm bad. down. He tells me to take one of his allergy pills within the hour. I'm feeling better and feeling like an idiot. But that's the world we're living in right now. Right, but my thing was, okay, well, you know, if I have the flu, because I haven't come into contact with anyone with COVID, if I have the flu, I'm wearing a mask and a face shield. Surely I'll be fine, right? I'm not going to infect anyone. No, I'm going to just spew my allergies. So I was like, this- Oh my God. What's the rule? Like, do you get tested when you go? No, it's a, it's an honor system. But I just didn't want, like, I want to be safe for everyone. Like, and now I'm feeling 100% like myself again. How oh, you know, I'm just saying, how ridiculous are these times that my first thought, instead of thinking, gosh, you're tired because, you know, you worked out, like, you did five days of workout in three days so that you could be prepared to go <laughs> and do these things and then your body is just telling you it's tired Lenya sit your ass down but no said I went straight to COVID so we've all voted so what's your plan what's your plan for Tuesday one thing I was going to say talking about going to the polls and everything I have I have voted in every election that I've been able to since I was 18 uh, I have never gone to a polling place. I've always voted by mail. That's the only way I've ever been able, or not been able to vote, but. That's sad. Cause, and I have to, I am going to age myself and I'm sure Lenya <laughs> is going to agree with me that what was so fun. I used to go to the polls with my parents when they mm. would go vote at the elementary school and go into the gym. Mm. And I remember the big polling machine, it would be this like big, Box. It looked like a steampunk contraption <laughs> with big cartoon, like big curtains. And mm-hmm. like you would go stand in and they would close the curtains and then there would be these levers oh, that was yeah. so magical. And you <laughs> press the levers. And I just remember being five and I was like, oh, I want to press these levers. Yep. <laughs> and there was even now, I think, going and doing the punch like the pen punch where you put the ballot in. That's how you do it in California and LA County. Like you, you, they're not chads, but you punch through. I know that was the last election though that I went to in person. And there is something kind of exciting about going and waiting in line. Law school ruined it a little because now I yell at everybody all the time because they're always asking for ID or asking for something or trying to make it easy. And all the questions while under the guise of making it easier aren't allowed. And mm. so then I'm just a Budinsky and start screaming at everybody. And then I'm taking names, I'm doing whatever. And anyway, <laughs> uh, somebody who's only ever just sat back on the couch with my significant other, with a cat on my lap and looking up on my phone to see all the latest videos and scandals and, and issues, pages and, and everything about each candidate and each issue. Like I, I don't envy that nostalgia trip at all. Like I, I love it. It's so easy. I can have my soda with me and I'm just sitting there relaxing and being able to fully be involved in the, the without any stress or anything. It's funny, <laughs> funny. in Australia, 
they have the, the write-in ballots. And my first election in Australia, now in Australia, it is um, mandatory to vote. If you don't vote, you get a $50 fine. And my first election, because I, there wasn't any, well, it's probably more money now. This is a long time ago. Because sure. I didn't, there wasn't really any information for new voters. I didn't know where to go. I didn't even know anybody in my district. And there's not really, look. it's not like here where you get mailed all this information. Right. So I missed that election and had to pay a fine. Wow. I didn't even know, like, I, <laughs> I didn't even know where to go. And they were like, that's not, that is not an excuse. It is your responsibility as an Australian citizen to figure that out. This is your responsibility. And like, they laid it out to me in this letter. So the next election... I was much more prepared, but can nice. you, the difference in the way we, mm-hmm. the difference in the way we see politics over there and the way we see politics over here is so strange. But over there, of course, it's 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 done by party. A party can oust the prime minister, and it, it seems yeah. like you know, looking. So out. it's much more like it's a parliament system, yes. much more like England. Yeah, and so like you know, my mom once was. Uh, called me because we were having this ridiculous time where the prime minister had been ousted three different times. We had three different, no, actually we had one prime minister and then we got a woman prime minister and was the first female prime minister in Australia. She was the worst. I was like, you ruined it for every female, you bitch. And then (laughs) then we got the other prime minister back and my mom's calling me going, are there tanks in the street? Because it's like, it seems like there would be a coup going on the way this all went down. That's so funny. I know. What was the first election you voted in, Lenya? Do you remember? No. I first don't. presidential. Did you vote in the 88 election? Yes, I voted in the 88 election. I worked on the Dukakis campaign. That was my big, for my, it was my first experience of being smacked down as a loser. <laughs> you weren't a loser. <laughs> but. <laughs> this is probably gonna make. Brendan is like, who is Dukakis? <laughs> I've heard, I've heard the name. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, Gore was my first presidential. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, I Gore. 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 Oh, oh yeah. Gore. That was yeah, my first. That was the first election stolen. That was yeah. the first. Yeah. Oh my god. That was Ugh. stolen for sure. That it's funny. Like my reference being my sister who has the the kids who are fifteen and. 11 or 12 and just their concept of what politics and a debate and what all of this looks like is so strange to them because it really is is it normal for a president to behave like this no this mm-hmm. is not normal do not remember this as normal like because it's their first for timothy who's 15 it's really imprinting on him like he'll be able to vote in the next election so the next presidential election so that idea is like he's thinking this is how you think about things i was like no this is not this is not how you think about things at all that's so funny i did you vote do you have the ballot initiatives there in portland yeah okay so do you do research on all of them yeah yeah i vote on each one the only things on my ballot that i don't always vote for is like when there's somebody running unopposed then i'm like i well I don't I don't have uh, a write-in candidate that I know of and so I'm just not going to participate in that part I guess but but anything where there's more than one person I I look up to see who who these people are cuz I don't know them and and then yeah each ballot initiative I research as much as I can 
and and like yeah, I get all the the flyers and mailers and 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 everything, and but that like, is confusing, right? Like most of my time with most of my time with those is spent looking up. Okay, wh- which pack is this? Who like is funding this? What is their agenda? And it's just like so much work to 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 get past the the actual work that I should be doing and. Well, it, I have very strong feelings coming from the East Coast where we didn't have ballot initiatives. Mm. And because I do think that what do we pay our legislatures for? So like three, so for in California, the first three strikes law was passed by a ballot initiative by hysterical voters mm. about rightfully so hysterical about the poly class, like kidnapping and murder. But then they went overboard. And so the idea is any three felonies, even nonviolent felonies, you you just you becomes a life sentence. And that was litigated, whether it was constitutional or not. So let's just think about taxpayer dollars, right? Everybody, like a bunch of people who weren't legislatures sat down together, wrote a law because they had an idea. It didn't go through the general the checks and balances of the legislature, even with the social interests lobbying, but it's all held supposedly with a neutral body. They put it on the ballot. It becomes a little bit about just getting the public on your side. So there's a lot of weird advertising that goes on and then it gets passed. And then the taxpayers have to pay for all the litigation to test Mm -hmm. whether it's constitutional or not. That just drives me frigging nuts like so prop 209 which was passed in 90 god 95 or 96 and it was or it was california's anti-affirmative action ballot initiative that's now up for repeal this year what i find interesting is i worked against the proposition a million a gazillion years ago we lost because it was a little backlash it was all politic and now it's going to get repealed but if you would have the legislature doing it, it probably wouldn't have happened to begin with. So I feel, I get very frustrated as somebody with a legal background saying, I know we all think it's democracy in action, but what it is is special interests crafting Mm -hmm. ads for us that, and then we pay to really figure out what the law is after. Like that is what happens. And I, I find it, really frustrating because, well, all right, I'm going to nerd out. Please bear with me. There was a proposition passed about um, because California has overcrowded prison systems, there was a proposition passed, I think it was in 2016, that would allow nonviolent felony offenders to be up for parole at the beginning at the end of their, like, what is a layperson way to say it? At the end of their sentence without considering any enhancements or anything. So like, I'm, you know, and I'm a, I'm a criminal defense attorney. I'm a big lefty. So of course I want that. In the literature, in the pamphlet, it said, except on one of the sides, they said, except for sex offenders. So I want you to understand, right? So, oh, and and that was like on the governor's side. Like, we want you to do this, this, and this statute won't include sex offenders. 
so let's think about this. The, the ballot initiative says serious felonies, but only nine of a hundred violent felonies are registrant sex offender crimes. So for instance, public lewdness, you have to register as a sex offender in California. Yeah. So the idea is now that person doesn't get parole early because mm -hmm. they're somehow being considered as a serious felony. Okay, so it's a mess. So this is now, right now, it's before the California Supreme Court, this issue. But if we just had legislatures actually doing their job and not leaving it to the people to have a hysterical conversation, we would an just- An uninformed conversation too. An, yeah, exactly. Well, although one might argue, you know somebody out there listening is rolling their eyes saying, oh, like the legislature's informed. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I would agree with that. So I at least so. have to nod to the Senate and said, yes, yes, I get it. But it's tough. So I do vote on most ballot initatives, but if I don't feel educated, like I can't trust any of the material, I always safely really just point. say no. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to bring something into existence. Saying no to voting or saying no to the No, I'll, I'll just say no on the initiative. Like, let's not pass it. If it's really important enough, the legislature will take it up. Like, it's sort of my, sure. like, if I sense. don't, but I do tend to vote on them because I do tend to do the research. But sometimes it's, they're just so hard to tell. Yeah. yeah. Like, what's really going to happen when you roll that out? And I, I was like, this is this is a dumpster fire waiting to happen. And there were so many this this particular election. This particular particular election felt like I was like studying again for the SATs. It was mm. just a lot to research. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm 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 all about voting up the ballot, right? Mm -hmm. Like I know this is also going to probably cause a lot of people to get really upset with us, but to be brutally honest, if we can flip the Senate and keep the House, I would not care who gets its presidency because then nothing can get done by this Ant-Man if we can have like, you know, you know, you know what I mean? The actual yeah. checks to his ridiculousness. Right. Yeah. But, you know, like, so I think voting up the ballot is so important. So, so, yeah. so important. So I'm all about that. But, then, you know, it's just, it's, yeah, it's been, this was, this election was difficult. And then of, of course, now it was this extra training as being a poll worker because everybody got a ballot, which I guess isn't something that happens all the time in California. This is the first year that every registered voter got a ballot. Well, usually what you do is you get a pamphlet in California and then you have to check and send a postcard in to get the mail-in ballot. And they just eliminated that step. Mm -hmm. And now everyone, just everyone got one. And it's fine. I, but you have more work to do on your end. Yeah, on our end. I mean, I don't know that I'll necessarily be that person that's doing that work. They haven't assigned our, where we're going to, you know, what jobs we're going to do yet. But it, it is like an extra, it was an extra training session. And the poor woman who was giving our training session, you can tell she'd been doing it all day. <laughs> I'm sure. So what are you doing What's your plan for election day, Brandon? Are you just working a normal day and going to be into news all day? Um, I, I don't really have any plans uh, for the day. I don't expect there to be any news on election day. I, I'm not anticipating knowing who the president's going to be next year on the third. I might even be driving down to Utah on that day. I don't I don't even know yet. The day to me, since I've already voted, I, I'd have no more control over it. <laughs> I put it out of my mind. It's not going to be... I admire people like you, Lenya, for going 
Alex, did you say you were going to be? I'm not. Out of no, I mean, I. No, no, no. I, I text banked and phone banked for Biden, but well, I admire that as well. But <laughs> not, yeah, but I'm not working the election. I actually, so Lenya's going to laugh at me because I'm very anxious about the election, and I don't think mm-hmm. we're going to know either on Tuesday. Yeah. But my anxiety is going to run very high. Sure. And so I was figuring out what to do. And I was sort of thinking, I, you know, I'm part of the National Lawyers Guild. So there was a part of me that was thinking, oh, maybe I could go poll watch. I could go do something. But it's I'm just going to be anxious. And so I really just want to lay in bed. And my friend Kim <laughs> had said, I'm thinking about watching the British Bake Off all day. And I was like, that is what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch like a happy show with happy people. And I'm just going to watch like nice British people bake. Nice. But then (laughs) I got this opportunity because I... An opportunity. (laughs) I... A doctor, my doctor called, so I'm 53. <laughs> I have not had my colonoscopy yet. And I am serious. I am serious. I am getting my colonoscopy on Tuesday. That is what I'm doing on Tuesday. I'm cleaning the shit out on the mm-hmm. day I hope we clean the shit out. Nice. That is just what it is. I don't care if that's crass, but it's what's happening. <laughs> I'm just so I'm awesome. gonna be out. I am gonna be out cold for at least like a, three hours. Then I'm going to be really tired. Perfect. No anxiety. I'll wake up Wednesday and hopefully, you know, hopefully we don't have a civil around. war. Yeah. Yeah. That is. <laughs> it's amazing, though, that the things that people have actually said that they were going to do it. I was shocked on how many people responded. I didn't expect anybody really to respond. Yeah. But- so we put out a call on social media. Well, Lenya put out a call on social media. So what did people say? Like, I. Most people, believe it or not, are saying they're going to be glued to the TV. Yeah. It doesn't um, surprise me. There's a lot of anxiety, not about the results of the election, what's going to happen with people's reactions to what's happening. And so I think a lot of people are going to be glued to the TV for that reason only. Obviously, I'll be working the polls in case anyone didn't get that reference <laughs> in listening. But yeah, like a friend of mine said he's, she was going to be glued to the TV all night. I think another one of our listeners, Jen Dalton, said she was going to be glued to the TV all night. Joya DeFore said that she was going to be praying, glued yeah. to the TV and watching Hallmark movies. <laughs> I'm like, I'm there for that. the hallmark movies and then on instagram a friend of mine from miami who is instagram handle is a rowdy workout said that he is going to vote on election day in miami that's brave Uh, and then he said he'll be avoiding all politics after that and he's going to uh watch the entire lovecraft country and utopia now lovecraft country as everybody has probably (laughs) been listening to us for any length of time knows I am all about Lovecraft Country. I just finished. I just watched episode one, so I'm very excited. Yes, so he (laughs) is doing the right thing, and you are too. So my, uh, a former student of mine, Josh, he, in 2016, after Trump won, he was so upset that he just bought a ticket and went to Mexico City to just like, he's like, I just need to get out of town. So he was actually looking to just see if there was like somewhere he could go that would let us in. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and to just not be here because he's already voted. And then I do have some law students who are doing, it's an organization called, and I want to give it a shout out in case anybody is looking for something to do, but it's wetheaction.org. And they are, they have a remote hotline that they probably need people to man. And I'm not sure if this is just for lawyers and law students, although we have a fair amount of law students and lawyers who watch this or listen to this. But basically, if there's anything going wrong at the polls, you can call that remote hotline. And so mm -hmm. you report it and they have then steps for what you should do. And then one of my colleagues is actually going to Arizona to be a poll watcher because mm -hmm. there have been threats of people with guns going mm -hmm. to the polls, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So policing the polls seems important. But yeah, I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do the not brave thing and hide. I, that's and then, Brendan, what's your bet when we'll know who the president is? Oh, that's a good question. I think between a week and a month, we'll know. That's that's kind that's of that's a big hedge bet. I was kind oh, of hoping I mean, you would say December second. We would know December second. That is just like I'll just take anytime <laughs> before. 2021. <laughs> I didn't know we were doing an over under. <laughs> For sure. Okay, I'll say I'll say uh, the November 20th. That's okay. A good, that's a good date. I think we're going to know within eight days, to be honest, because vo uh, votes have already been tallied. Uh, there's only yeah. certain places where they can. So the, the, the problem is the places where uh, you can only start counting after Election Day or on Election mm -hmm. Day. Mm -hmm. And there's not a lot of those places. True. So, yeah. But just and well, yeah. And, and so even if even if one or two particular states aren't fully counted in, but enough, you know, they, there's enough electoral votes, then then we're good to go. But but if one of those states is one of those that tips yeah. one way or the Florida other, then Texas. it could be. Yeah. Yeah, Florida yeah. and Texas. That's where everybody is right now. And then also like, I, I still have Bush v. Gore, like PTSD. And so it could go to courts. It could be some crazy. I'm mentally, I'm preparing for the worst is what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm preparing for guns and violence in the street. Well, Monday's decision Oof. really frightened me, but today's decision on Pennsylvania, actually, I was okay with. So I didn't hear the news for today. What's that? Today, yeah, they know. just sort of, they, basically today, they just said if the mail-in ballots come in after election day, because of the rules in Pennsylvania, they're acceptable. So they, they shot down the Republicans today. So good. again, I... You know, I've said this before, if a jurist is good, no matter what the, how, no matter how they vote or what they believe, if they strongly believe in precedent and legal reasoning, a good judge can be conservative and still be like politically conservative with a capital C and be a conservative jurist with a little c and adhere mm -hmm. to the law so the idea is yeah. you just have to hope that you know justice Souter, who was appointed by a republican president and everybody thought you know he would be oh so right wing but in the end he was counted on the liberal side um, through his decisions kennedy was a rogue independent again appointed by a republican so you can 
you can you can hope i'm not saying it's true and i'm certainly not but this is what i i i hope for you know i hope that no matter what the political pressures when you're sitting in the books yeah you know the muscle memory kicks in and you just do the right thing but i, I don't know but today's today's decisions gave me hope because i am also nervous because when i I had the opportunity to meet Sandra Day O'Connor at a dinner party. And because one of my colleagues was a Supreme Court fellow and became friends. So she'll say to you, oh, you know, I'm having, I'm having dinner with Sandra and Ruth. And I'm like, your sisters? And she's like, no, like, <laughs> you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Sandra Day O'Connor in town and I'm having lunch. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm just having lunch with Lenya. Like, sorry, Lenya, but you know, it's like, those are the choices. So she was, Sandra Day O'Connor was at the, here for a symposium. And so I went to dinner and she was, she was this incredible woman, but I walked in a little late cause I was teaching in the evening and I walked in and she like raised her arms and she's like, I am Sandra Day O'Connor, who are you? And so I raised my hands and I'm, I am Alexander Tatalia. And Eric was with me and was like, oh <laughs> shit, like what is this? But what was so hard about that meeting was that while I was so in awe of her, like her story is incredible and talk about a trailblazer, but Bush v. Gore, man, you know what I mean? Like it was so hard to not, ask her about that, you know, because it wasn't appropriate dinner party. Like, tell me about that. Do you feel like you ripped off an election? Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, instead, <laughs> yeah, no, we just talked about good pizza and good food in Phoenix. And then she took a liking to Eric. Eric's going to be so embarrassed, but that's okay. I don't care. She leaned over and she put my hand on my knee and she leaned over. She's like, your man is very good looking. And then proceeded to flirt with him the entire time, wrote her email, because she had an idea for an animated series that she wanted to talk with Eric about, wrote her email on a napkin and gave it to Eric. What girl, story is this? this is crazy. Girl, I know, and then you guys say, girl, Eric lost the, Eric lost the napkin. <laughs> because that girl. is my partner. That You're is my partner. Still your man. Yeah, she was like 150. I wasn't that worried matter. about it. No, is she? <laughs> still your man. Watch the ageism. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I am not as politically. I'm not as politically evolved. As I'm like, I don't even care how old this woman was. No, she, she got was, a sisterhood, she and she threw her hoe in the air. Wow. <laughs> He threw her hoe. And then he never emailed her. I was just like, that is, that is crazy. <laughs> that is the story of both stories. I'm going to tell somebody that. Oh, like, no, you got to yeah. tell somebody. Yeah, Eric this is going to be the test if Eric still listens to this podcast every week. <laughs> nice. I'm not going to say anything at all. And then I'll just see if he glares at me and I'll say, ah, oh, you listen. That's good. <laughs> All right, this was this was amazing. Everybody go out and vote. Yes. Please vote. Please vote. Please vote. Please vote. And and Brendan, we're gonna have you on to talk more about like life and your passion. We're gonna do everything. All right, good night, everybody. (laughs) Thanks for listening.
Find us at womenbridgingthegap.com and check out our show notes below for other ways to talk with us. Thank you.